All right, good morning. Um, before we begin our presentation, let's pray. Dear Lord, I just thank you for how you've been working um, through the council, the elders, and the church. I am praising you for an opportunity for our church to grow in its health and have a time of restoration and um, just provision for our church to follow the direction you have, and I just thank you for this opportunity. I pray you would um, open our hearts to what you have for us today. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, um, I'm, uh, so that I don't forget anything, I'm going to be doing some reading and some talking, but that's so I don't forget anything. Um, and hopefully you know that those of us up here were the council members, um, Tracy, myself, Carol, and Jim. And we also have our elders, which are Agnes Campbell and Jesse Campbell. Steve is joining us, so we can keep him out of trouble. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Steve is joining us. Um, he was previously on the council and very involved in what we're going to be talking about today. And so we wanted to include him um, as well. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to do just a little bit of reading to you first. Over the last year, the church council has prayerfully considered the implementation of renewal leave for staff at New Life Church and has established a sabbatical leave policy. Um, over the past couple of years, we've been in the process of just creating a handbook for staff, um, as most churches have. And um, what we're going to be talking about today is sabbatical leave, which is part of that. And so this is um, something that will be standard practice and um, something that many churches um, do, um, but it's new for us, and so, um, but we're gonna be implementing that and then be in, in various um, things when, as we have staff, we now have guidelines and things to, um, just to maintain uh, you know, processes and procedures for things. <clears throat> it is our, our desire to be proactive in the care and oversight of our church and the people who serve in our ministries. According to the sabbatical policy, ministry staff members are eligible for initial sabbatical leave after six consecutive years of service. Um, pastor Brandon began his service as an associate pastor here in December of 2007 and was appointed to the role of lead pastor in June of 2011. So he's been our lead pastor for, well, it is June, 12 years, 12 years. Um, and, and was associate pastor before that, if you didn't know. Under our sabbatical policy, he is eligible for a three-month sabbatical, and we have been making plans for him to do that, to take this time. It will begin at the end of July, July 30th, and will continue through October 28th. So I'm using the word sabbatical, which you may or may not be familiar with. Um, and so we just wanted to explain a little bit of what that word means. It's not a word we use all the time. The word sabbatical comes from the biblical concept of Sabbath, which means to rest or to cease. Sabbatical leave is a time for a pastor to disengage from the daily work of church ministry in order to stop, rest, reflect, and be renewed in the presence of God. A sabbatical is not a time for routine work to continue. Um, it's not a time for searching for another job. Um, it's it's uh, not any type of um, health uh, leave or anything like that. Um, it's also not a vacation, okay? Um, it is time away to be in tune with God, 
to renew the pastor's spiritual health, and in tune, that renews the church's spiritual health. Um, so it is uh, a time for the pastor to receive spiritual nourishment and deepen his relationship with God. Um, this includes his family as well. Um. It's me. Sorry, excuse me, I don't know who I'm passing to. All right, so to clarify, because uh, there's a lot of information there, uh, we are talking about uh, a time away uh, for me and my family that will involve uh, three months. So the very end of July, the last day of July, uh, through almost the end of October. So returning October 29th. And as Catherine is saying, this is something that uh, a lot of churches are moving toward and looking to as a way to um, encourage congregational health and pastoral health. And uh, from, from my perspective, as uh, you, you know me from, from every Sunday I, I stand up and I, and I teach before you, and I always begin with, open in your Bibles too. And I fill in the blank, right? Whatever it is that we're talking about. Some weeks we don't do that because there's just so many scriptures that I'm throwing them all up on the board. And as we begin to talk about this idea of a sabbatical leave, uh, the biblical scholar, theologian, wannabe in me says, uh, well, where is this in the Bible? What, is, what does the Bible have to say about this? Is this a, a biblical practice? And and so for my part of the presentation, I want to talk about biblical principles that form the foundation of this idea. If we read Scripture, we don't see this idea of sabbatical commanded anywhere in the Bible. Nowhere does it tell um, any believer anywhere, you, you shall take a sabbatical and it shall be this long or, or whatever the case may be. But this is a practice that has uh, long been followed by believers of Jesus. Throughout church history, we see people stepping away from regular work, uh, regular ministry, to focus on uh, time with God. And we've been studying over these past two years what it means to live well. You've heard me talk about living well over and over again. We've outlined three things. We've outlined communion with God. We've outlined community with other people. And then we've been talking lately about uh, fulfilling our calling with uh, what, God, what it is that God has for us to do while we're on this earth. At the beginning of this series, again, we focused on this idea of communion with God, and we talked about spiritual practices that help us to connect with God and that cultivate uh, healthy spiritual lives. And uh, by the way, all, all those things are online. I actually put up a, a blog post recently that reviewed, uh, uh, went over sermons from the idea of Sabbath and principles of silence and solitude before God. So if you, if you want to look into that, if you're looking for a way to, to build your relationship with God, I would highly encourage you to go check out the website, look at that article on there, and look through those, those sermons. But as we think about the idea of sabbatical, then I want to lay out the biblical principles. And, and for me, there, there are two main ones. And that would be that there's this biblical pattern that we see for work and rest. And secondly, we see examples of people taking extended time alone with God. And I'm going to dive into these uh, for a few moments here. I won't spend a, a bunch of time, but we'll have references for you and things like that to do your own study. Uh, but first, uh, a pattern for work and rest. Uh, one of the things that we realize is that God made us into human beings, and we are not doing machines. 
You know, in our fast-paced culture, we're, um, we kind of value people based on what they achieve or based on whatever they can produce, uh, what work they can get done. And that's not the way that God has called us to function. There are things that we are supposed to do. He, he created us to rule and reign and have dominion. He calls us to, to serve and to work and to share the gospel. But even at the beginning of creation, we see God working for six days. And on the seventh day in Genesis chapter 2, it says God rests. So he finishes the work of creation and he blesses the seventh day and he makes it holy. And it's a day of delight and enjoying the blessing of creation. As God delivers the people of Israel out of slavery, he sets up the idea of Sabbath keeping, a weekly Sabbath, as a sign that they were his people. And he was teaching them to trust in him. Remember in the desert with the manna, there would be manna for six days, and on the seventh there was, there was no manna, but the, the manna would keep for that day. And God was just reminding his people that he is the one that provides. As he lays out this idea of Sabbath and the Ten Commandments, both in Exodus and in Deuteronomy, he, he tells them to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, and he gives two different reasons. The first reason is, remember when God created the seventh day, he blessed and made holy, and God stopped from his work. And then in, in another passage where he gives that commandment, he says, uh, you were slaves in Egypt, but now you're free, right? We are not slaves to, to work and doing, but rather God allows us time to rest and to be. And this weekly pattern of work was established for the people of Israel. And God also established yearly festivals, yearly times uh, where they would stop and connect with God. We see this in Leviticus with all of the festivals um, they were to come and they were to confess their sin. They were to take time, uh, weeks at a time throughout the year, to remember and celebrate everything that God had done. And then there's an additional thing that God instituted with the nation of Israel, and it's often called the sabbatical year. We see this in passages like Leviticus 25 or Deuteronomy 15. And what's happening here is God says that for six years, the Israelites were to work the fields. And in the seventh year, the land was supposed to have a Sabbath rest, right? During that year, there was this public reading of God's word. All the debts were canceled. That'd be great, right? Every seven years, your debts are just canceled. Sign me up for that, right? Uh, uh, servants uh, were released. They, they were freed. And the land was to lie fallow. They weren't supposed to work the field, but they were supposed to give the land a year of rest every seven years. And during that time, God promised, he's like, you might be wondering how you're going to eat if you're not working the field, but I'm going to provide enough for you in advance so that you will be able to live off of uh, what has been produced and the, the land has a rest. And in that time then, God is telling the Israelites, hey, anything that you have, anything uh, harvest, crops, whatever, it all comes from me, and I can take care of you. Don't think that you've done it for yourself, uh, but you can trust me to provide for you. Now, all these things were given to the Israelites, and we recognize that we're not Israelites, and that we do not live under the Old Covenant in the Old Testament law. Our society functions very differently. It functions at a, a different pace, um, uh, technological, industrial, not so much agricultural, Right? And so things are very different for us, but these principles that we see God laying down in the Old Testament and the Old Testament law are important, and we can learn from them as we think about our own spiritual disciplines, 
and the practices that help keep us grounded in God and trusting in Him. And it's this idea of this rhythm of work and rest and our work flowing out of our rest. And we're not just to do and do and do and do, but rather take time to be with God. The second time, the second uh, principle is just that, this idea of time alone with God. We've discussed in depth about two years ago now this idea of uh, silence and solitude. And we see Jesus and the disciples practicing this pattern of taking time away to be with God. We see Jesus in his ministry. He's crowded in Luke chapter 5. The crowds are just like, they see that he's healing people. They see that, that God is moving through him, right? And they're bringing all their sick and their, uh, the, the people who need help. They're all coming to Jesus. And in the midst of those uh, demands and, and those, those pressures to, to help people, uh, we see this statement, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray. So here we have like God in the flesh living in humanity and having to take time to, to be with God. As Jesus sends the disciples out to announce that the kingdom of God is at hand, they, they come back and they gather and there's so many people around them, it says that they don't even have time to eat. And Jesus says to the disciples, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. And even as they try to, people figure out where they're going and they kind of like walk around the lake to meet him on the other side, right? But there's this, this call of Jesus to come and to spend time with him alone. And God affirms this. Jesus models this and God affirms this idea of rest and connection with God. And it doesn't just extend to... Um, small portions of time, but for longer periods of time as well. And we see this in the examples of Moses, where he goes up on the mountain for 40 days, and he's receiving the Ten Commandments, the instructions of God for the people. And the people are down there like, where's that fellow Moses? Like, he must be dead. And then they end up making a golden calf and doing all these things that they weren't supposed to do. But, but Moses being drawn away to, to be with God. We see it in the book of Kings with the prophet Elijah. Elijah has this great victory where the, the, um, the prophets of Baal are challenging and, and, and God sends fire down and consumes the offering, right? And it's like this awesome victory, but Elijah's, uh, they're not very happy with Elijah because of this and they're pursuing him. And Elijah flees and he's, he's basically uh, running away, he retreats. And in, in that time of retreat, he's 40 days in the, in the wilderness and God strengthens him and God encourages him. He, he, hears, God vo- he hears God's voice in the still, small sound, right? That still, small voice that we talk about. And then Jesus himself, as he begins his ministry, he spends it in the wilderness for 40 days, fasting, being tempted, and God just working in his life in preparation for that ministry. God, in these ideas of extended times away, is calling us to get away and be strengthened in his presence. So it's these two biblical principles that, for me, form the foundation for this idea of sabbatical. There's, there's no like, specific instruction that it needs to be this long or this time or whatever, but we look at these principles of a, a biblical rhythm of work and rest, and we see that modeled in, in ancient Israel, and also extended times away with God as we see the people of God drawing away to be uh, refreshed and renewed and receive instruction and prepared for ministry, that these two are the biblical foundation uh, for a practice of sabbatical. So then that leaves the question of like, well, what does this look like? 
on what are the, the goals. And I'm just going to speak for a moment on my personal goals as we talk about me taking time away. Uh, first of all, just stopping and resting, right? That's what Sabbath means. It means to cease, to stop work. So it would be a time of stopping and resting and connecting with God in a deeper way. Uh, I've, like, someone led me to the Lord when I was downstairs in a classroom on a Wednesday night. Like, we do what we do on Wednesday nights because God moves there. Uh, as I've followed Jesus, one of the things that I'm learning is that spiritual formation and spiritual growth uh, has to be an intentional process. It doesn't just kind of happen haphazardly, that you have to really carve out time to be with God for him to speak and for him to do deep transformation. And if you don't let him do deep, then all of life is just surface and you're just kind of skimming. And um, what's that line from, from the Lord of the Rings? I wasn't planning on this, but this comes to mind, uh, where uh, Bilbo, he talks about uh, being like, was it jam or butter being spread over uh, bread? And it's like too, too little jam being spread over too much bread, right? Like we just end up skimming the surface. And so we have to really be intentional. And I'm planning on taking this time away to reflect on uh, God's faithfulness. Uh, a lot has happened here in 15 years. Like I look back and like, we celebrated 15 years of marriage this past year, 15 years of being on staff here in the church, and uh, God has just done so much. And I'm looking forward to some unhurried and uninterrupted time with God. There's no pressure, there's no deadline, Sunday's coming, Wednesday's coming. Uh, same thing with Hannah and the kids, unhurried time and uninterrupted time with, with the kids and Hannah, and then just refreshing from the Lord and, and renewal renewal of, of energy for ministry, and looking forward to getting back to uh, just like full strength. Like I want to be at my best for you guys. I want to serve you guys well, and I want to be rooted in God, and I'm going to be rooted in his love, and I want to pastor for a long time. I don't want to burn out. I don't want to just fade out slowly. Like my, my goal and my, the, the sense of calling that I've had from the Lord is to, to be at a place for a, a long, long time, and I want to be able to do that well. And as I talk with people who have pastored longer than I have, who have um, had more experience and have more wisdom than I do, uh, it's become clear to me that this idea of, of sabbatical and this practice of taking time away is one of the pieces in the puzzle that um, will help you cultivate your relationship with God and sustain that health for the long term. And so that's what I'm looking to in this time of sabbatical leave. Okay, um, naturally, a question arises, you know, who's going to take on all the responsibilities that uh, Pastor Brandon normally fulfills here? Um, and one thing to realize is that we are the body of Christ. <clears throat> God has called each and every one of us here for a particular reason and has given us a particular role to play, and that role is not spectator. Um, <clears throat> each of us having given gifts and talents and abilities by God to cause the body to grow. And while <clears throat> Brandon is gone, um, <clears throat> we want to be um, spending that time developing those gifts and talents and taking on more responsibilities uh, so that when he comes back, 
he will be able to have a more vibrant church um, that's doing more and that he will be able to uh, continue to encourage us to fulfill that. Um, the Sunday messages are going to be given by a variety of guest speakers. Uh, I'll be doing a couple of them, um, but we're going to be having a lot of um, sort of uh, fresh insight and visions by uh, different ones coming in, so we'll have that. Um, the <clears throat> business and finances will continue to be overseen by the council, um, taking care of that. The elders in consultation with other leaders will continue to offer support and spiritual uh, oversight for the church. Uh, Catherine and the members of the worship team will continue to lead the music uh, ministry. Uh, you might have noticed that Brandon was not on the guitar this morning. Uh, we're going to be sort of uh, gradually moving into more and more of where uh, he's stepping back um, <clears throat> and preparing for the sabbatical. Um, <clears throat> as mentioned, spiritual care will be provided by Carol um, so that when someone has a particular prayer request or need of contacting her, letting her know, and then she can uh, make sure uh, that's addressed. Um, Youth ministry will be um, <clears throat> led by Catherine and myself, uh, so that will be done uh, while Hannah's away. <clears throat> and a lot of these changes will hopefully continue after Brandon comes back. It, it won't be just, you know, uh, <clears throat> a change, and then when he comes back, everything come back the way it was. We'd like to be able to move forward above and expand and free him up to do even more of what God is calling him, <clears throat> calling him to do here at New Life Church. Um, and we wanna see each of us using the spiritual gifts and abilities that God has given to us. So while we're preparing for Brandon to leave, I want you to be considering what God wants you to do during this time to build up his body. And another question I'm sure you all have is whether Brandon will have any contact with the church while he's gone. And the answer to that is, in the modern vernacular, he is completely unplugging from new life while he's gone, unless it's a matter of life or death. And we'll be in touch with him if it is. So uh, just so you know that, because he needs to plug directly into his power source for a while and not have to unplug all the time and handle other things. So we hope that this will help all of us grow in the roles that God has called us to new life for. So uh, we're excited about it. We're excited to support our pastor. And we hope in the days ahead you'll spend time at God's feet as well to find out what your role is and, and a more active role maybe here in the, in the church. Oh, and our contact information, at the end of the service, we're gonna be handing out little booklets and it will have all of our contact information in it. So you'll have our phone numbers for calling or texting and uh, anything, any questions you have will be available to you. Thank you. 
Um, Jim touched on this some already, but as we are, we've already begun the process of kind of um, slowly having Pastor Brandon release some responsibilities um, and uh, it prepares us as well for uh, working on things um, while he's on sabbatical. So you will notice over the next couple of weeks uh, some changes with worship, um, some other things. Um, as was mentioned, um, Carol will be our contact for prayer needs. And so we'd encourage you to go ahead and start contacting her now. Um, if you have things that you want on the, on the, you know, to be shared on the prayer chain or just things that you'd like her to be praying about, um, you know, or the council elders, um, as she mentioned, you'll get something with information. So contact her with any of those kinds of things and you can go ahead and start to do that now. Um, while Brandon is gone, if there is a uh, life or death emergency, as she mentioned, um, you can contact me. Um, if if there is a situation where he absolutely has to be contacted, we can do that. Um, so, and you can just contact me for that or Carol, either one of us, and we'll get the information to the other as needed. Um, but there are some parameters of, of what we would contact him for, and that would be very specific. Um, because as has been mentioned, we have the elders, um, the council, we have others that can certainly uh, pray for you and help you with um, various needs that you may be having. Um, so back to the release. You'll, uh, well, that was part of it, I guess. Uh, go ahead and contacting us. Um, notice some changes. Um, the same will be true when he returns, um, and Jim touched on this as well. Um, as he returns, he will, of course, return to ministry and, and some music ministry and things like that, but it will uh, be kind of a gradual coming back in, um, but also hopefully in a different way. Um, and Jim said this, but I just want to reiterate, if you have always felt like there's something you'd love to be part of in the church, but you always thought, oh, I can't do that, or I'm not good enough, or I, I don't, can't do what they can do. Um, we all do what we can do through the grace of God. Amen. So Amen. none of us are special or super spiritual or anything like that. Um, we just try to submit to what God has. And so I would encourage all of you um, to be praying and, and, and come to one of us. And don't be embarrassed or feel like, oh, I shouldn't even say anything. Please do. Um, the more, that, that's part of church health. This, this whole thing, uh, not only the pastor's personal spiritual health, but church health. And so we can grow by sharing our gifts with each other and um, honoring the Lord, giving him glory through those gifts. So, um, yeah, we're, we're hopeful that, you know, who knows, we may have somebody who wants to be involved with youth that we never would have thought of that's going to be a fantastic future youth person, leader, or something like that. So um, if you're interested in helping in any way, uh, contact us and we can, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, figure out things and, and ways for you to get involved and things like that. Um, because that, it, it isn't, uh, the, the, the church, this again, I'm just kind of reiterating what Jim said, but we're a body. So it's not Brandon Carter's church and it's not uh, Brandon Carter does everything and the rest of us just are kind of here. Um, we all, it, it's God's church and we as his followers need to um, give him glory with, with what we've got, <laughs> with our gifts. So um, I, again, just would encourage that. But, but he certainly will be stepping back into certain roles and things um, just slowly, I guess. <laughs>
Um, you, got, you, you go ahead. Okay, um, we, we know we addressed a few things, but there may be um, other questions that come to mind. Um, you know, as again, we've been discussing this for probably around two years or something like that. For some of you, this may be a completely new thing that you've never heard of and never thought of. Um, and it, it, there are certainly questions can come up. Um, so we're wanting to answer some of those questions. So does anyone have any questions? about what's happening. <laughs> go ahead, Nancy. Uh, oh. Sorry, wait. Sorry, don't go ahead. Let Jesse come to you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, more of a curiosity than anything else, but what, when looking at the sabbatical, how was the determination made as to what the time length of that sabbatical is? Um, sorry, somebody else want to? Uh, that's a good question. We um, looked at other churches and various other plans. We actually also read a book um, that discussed sabbaticals. And um, I, somebody might help, have to help me with the exact. There, there is a range of time, but um, what we found was the minimum ideal time was about three months. Um, so I think these can go from three to six months, if I'm not mistaken, or that, that's what I recall. Um, but we felt like it needed to be a chunk of time that allowed time for focus and time with God and, and not rushed. Um, but that seemed to be a pretty comparable time, was a three-month period. Yeah, the bare minimum was two months, and that wasn't enough for most people to actually get the, the be most benefit, three months was, was good, and in certain cases where there were other issues, longer times. Even some of the um, uh, big companies, not, not religious companies, but big companies are doing this for some of their employees uh, so that, that when they, they get the refreshing, they get the energy rebuilt and come back to jo their, the jobs that they were doing before, fresh, ready to go, and uh, it, it's uh, just been beneficial all the way around. Yeah, I wasn't sure when this was a good time to throw this in, but I'll throw it in now, and then we can ask other questions. Um, the job of um, a teacher is pretty intense during the school year. <laughs> I know this after 19 years. Um, it, it's not exactly 24-7, but um, you're running to Walmart at 11 o'clock at night for that thing you got to do the next day. Um, you're praying for the kids that you know are in terrible situations, and your heart breaks besides hours and hours that you spend at school. So during the school year, school is very intense, and I've been very blessed to be a teacher, and I get a sabbatical every summer. Um, it would be very difficult, I think, to not have a chunk of time because of the emotional involvement the stress, the, uh, it's just so involved. Um, this, uh, being a pastor is on an even more intense level because of the spiritual factor, and it is 24-7, you know, when uh, we're, <laughs> one of the kids is going to the ER on Saturday night, you know, Brandon's calling if not there, um, when there are various needs with, you uh, you know, family or sickness, all those kinds of things. Um, it is very much a 24-7 job. 
And when you think about, you know, 12 years as lead pastor, 15 years of doing that, it, it's time for a refreshing. And not in any way, Brandon would keep going. Brandon would happily keep going. But I feel like the Lord has been leading us in this way. And um, that even some things he's mentioned of the Lord making it clear to him, uh, where he's been hesitant that maybe I shouldn't. God is making it clear that it's a time for refreshing. It's to prevent... Uh, you know, s stressful situations. Um, so he is not at that point uh, of, of being completely stressed out or anything like that, but it's something to maintain health so that there isn't this, like, you know, a couple of years down the road, like a, just a major burnout or something like that. So it's to prevent, it's to maintain health. Um, anyway, I wasn't sure what it was. Other questions? You know, and Brandon and I were, um, Pastor Brandon and I were talking about this a couple of times. Um, and as, as part of the music and, and presentation team, you know, with slides and with the, 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 the band and, and projector and so forth, Brandon and I talked about some things that need to be stabilized before he goes away so that we can actually he can actually stay away to reduce the likelihood of something going wrong and two two things that were identified i don't know if you've seen the the projector has this heat this temperature alert that flashes on it's done several times just today and so we're going to try to get a new projector and a new computer the i don't know the age of the the, the pc that's doing the slides and so forth but um, those are two things that are probably past the point of being ready to replace. And if they go, go out during the time when Brandon's gone, I know I myself am not qualified to deal with, deal with it. And so to cause it to be that the very next Sunday, everything is operating. Because it's, it's nearly, it's about, what, a month and a half. And that's a goodly amount of time for, to get things, some things done. And I just wanted to kind of put that out there that this might be a good time to try to see to it that these things can be done because it would contribute to have a, a greater likelihood of a nice, stable transition time and for during those three months that Brandon can be really unplugged and then, and then re refreshed and rejuvenated. Um, we are, as she mentioned, going to be handing out a brochure that's going to ask if there are questions you might think of later. You can always contact us, but Jesse, go ahead. So if you don't know, my son is also a pastor. He's a youth pastor out at Village Church in uh, Churchville, and he took a sabbatical. I'm not sure if it was, I can't remember if it was three months or six months. It was a very different situation because he uh, is a part-time pastor, and he continued working his regular job. But you know, he talked a lot about the burnout, and he had a lot of the same things. Just need some time away to uh, rest and get refreshed with God. And another way of looking at it, if you had one dollar bill and you had invested that in the stock market 20 years ago, 
what would you have now? But if you had $10,000 that you had invested 20 years ago, what would you have? So we want to invest in Brandon and give him time to get close with God and just to get a, a refreshing with him. I think you know, the more that we allow him and push him towards that, the more God's going to pour into him. So if you have other questions or the questions that you would like to ask in a, in a more uh, private way rather than up in, in public here, uh, we can hang around or a few of us can hang around up here after service and you can come and ask those or, again, feel free to contact us throughout the week, email, phone calls, however uh, that works for you. But again, it, keep questions coming. Uh, as, as John mentioned, we're, we're trying to do our best to think through all of the things that need to be worked on and there are lots of other details that are being put in place, just we're not going to take time to explain them all right now, but you'll be seeing those things come to fruition over the next six weeks. And uh, the idea is to, you know, kind of have all the contingency plans covered, and um, we'll be, be ready to go for that. I want to close just by uh, saying thank you to you guys for all the work that you guys have put into this, and the study, and the prayer, and the effort. And for, for those of you... Uh, that are maybe just hearing it for the first time, I, I want to say thank you for, for being open and, and for listening. I am really appreciate, appreciative of this opportunity to stop and spend time with God. Like, I don't take it for granted. I don't think I'm entitled to it. It's not something I'm demanding, um, but it's a gift and a blessing to me and something that I, I want to steward well and treasure. Um, as always, I'm grateful for the love and the support and the prayer and the care that you guys show for me and for my family, and also the love and support that you guys show for, for one another. Like, as I, as I was thinking about this, I was just thinking back all those times in the, in the New Testament. We read Paul, he writes a letter to a church, and he's like, I thank God for you and uh, your, your labor and the faith and, and your love for one another. And I just, like, I have that for you guys. And I see this as an important time of, of growth for me an important time of growth for our church. Like, I look at myself, and I have a lot to learn. I've said this multiple times. I come and talk to Agnes about her life, and she's like, well, I'm trying to figure out what God wants me to be when I grow up, you know? And <clears throat> that's kind of been... It's a process. <laughs> that's kind of been her, her attitude, and it's just such a, a humble and teachable way to live, and I want to live that way. And I know that God wants to teach me some things, and there's, God's going to do... Uh, some great works through you guys while I'm, while I'm gone, and um, your love for the Lord and your love for one another is a great encouragement to me. Uh, as these guys have emphasized, God has placed you here for a reason. That's what Scripture says. It, it tells us that He has put uh, people, gifts, members of the body together, uh, and so you matter in this place. What you do matters, and as I think about this, um, you're in good hands with these guys as leaders. Uh, they, they seek the Lord. They're full of the Spirit and full of wisdom that we see in Scripture, and I'm grateful for their efforts. Uh, can, I just want to brag on a couple of them. I could go down the list with them, and I could go down the list with every single one of you, but I want to uh, brag on a couple of them. This guy up here who's sitting over here quiet, kind of slouched in this chair, uh, you, guys, you guys might know him as the jokester in the back of the church there, um, but there is, a, there is a depth to him. Um, that he often doesn't let show. Uh, 
uh, the number of times he's, you know, picked up things from Walmart and then, or we're having a council discussion. And he's like, hey, I was reading in the book of um, Haggai about this. And I'm like, and he's like <laughs> citing stuff from Old Testament prophets and whatnot. And uh, there, there's, there's a gift here. And, and so you're in good hands. Uh, Jim McManus, I should say Reverend Jim McManus, uh, 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 he knows the word, and he's full of the spirit and wisdom. And when he speaks, one of the, the things that I'm really grateful for as he shares the word is his humility. He's never afraid to talk about where he's kind of failed or fallen short before to encourage us and to help us uh, learn, and I'm really grateful for that. Uh, Jesse, uh, consider him co-laborer in the Lord. Like, I, I can't tell you the number of things that, that he's done behind the scenes over the year that you'll just never... No, whether it's maintenance, yard work, working on tech stuff. He learned to play bass and keyboard just because we needed a bass player, and then we had a bass player, so he learned to play keyboard, and he puts a lot of time and effort into his ministry downstairs with the kids, like an absolute uh, blessing here. And again, I could go through each, each member up here. I could, I could talk about all the things that, that you guys are doing. I'm, I'm really grateful for each one of you. And you guys have a, a history of faith and a history of love for the Lord uh, that's going to see us and launch us into the new season. And of course, as I, I take time away, I'm going to miss you. I, uh, it will be very different because I'm in contact with people on a regular basis. And so to unplug in that way is going to be very strange. Um, we're used to sharing life together, but ultimately this is God's church. It's not my, my church. I'm not God. I'm not the voice of God for you. i, I can't do what God can do, and ultimately he leads and we follow, and he's going to work things through here while I'm not here that I'm probably going to be jealous about. Like, I wish I was here to see that. Um, so I'm looking forward to coming back and stepping back into ministry and the new season that God has for us, and uh, really grateful for an opportunity to, to step aside for, for a short time to, to breathe and to connect with God and, and be transformed in a deeper way. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I don't need a microphone. Some of them knew. Some of them need to hear you. Uh, <coughs> oh, no. That was Bob. That wasn't me. <laughs> um, what What I've been thinking about this whole thing is, um, we as a church, this is, we got to come together. We got to hold this thing together, and we got to love one another. We got to uh, provide and keep things going so that when he does come back, the pews are still here. Well, we had to sell them to pay for the light bill or, uh, or, or some things like that. We, um, and, and I, I do love these guys. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fearful of sometimes losing them because I just see that family go down, and I've told you about this before. It's such a beautiful sight, those four, those four, those four children and, and a young pastor and his wife. Uh, we're blessed. We were blessed, and he loves the Lord. I, I know he loves the Lord. I've seen it in so many times. Um, and he preaches the word. Sometimes I go out of here and go, why didn't he talk about that LGBT thing? Whatever. No, that's not in the word of God. He preaches the word. We're, we're to go out here with what that is and, and be a light. And uh, the military, military once, once every year, makes you take two weeks or a month. That's, by the time you got years, you'd be taking years to get caught up. 
So I'm thankful you're just taking three months. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. So, so we're not. So when you're on on your sabbatical, uh, we won't be contacting you about normal things. Uh, but if we see you in Walmart, is it okay to say hi? Of course. <laughs> we just don't talk. We just don't talk about church stuff, okay? <laughs> right. Right. I just like to uh, ask all y'all to. Uh, seek the Lord and see if there is any hidden talents that y'all are not aware of that the church could use not only while he's gone but after he comes back because uh, like Jim said uh, he says it more elegant than I do we're all in this together this is our house, it's our church and uh, it's up to us where we make it or break it and so I just want to ask you to just search your hearts and all of us up here, except for Brandon, will be here if any of y'all need anything. Um, all right, so we're going to close with prayer. I'm going to ask uh, Jim to pray, and if any of you want to chime in, you're welcome to, to do so. Let's, <clears throat> let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for your great love for us. I thank you that you have good plans for New Life Church. You have good plans for uh, Hannah and Brandon and their family. We thank you that you have good plans for each part, each member here, Lord God, and that's part of New Life. Lord, we thank you that um, as we go forward, we can trust and rest in you and knowing that you're in control and that you do all things well. Lord, we just ask you to bless each one of us, help us to uh, become more and more dependent on you, uh, to seek you, to love you, to give ourselves over more fully to you, Lord. Lord, I just ask you to uh, continue to be with the needs of the families uh, here and uh, Carolyn's uh, granddaughter and others, Lord God, that you just bring healing and health, and for Tracy and the others, Lord, that you would uh, keep up and continue in um, what you've started, Lord. And we praise you and thank you for all your blessings. Don't forget to uh, stop by the door there in the back. Before you leave and pick up your booklet, uh, Steve will be back there handing them out, and uh, I think we may have someone else back there with him. So be sure and pick one of those up before you leave today. Thank you all so much for being attentive, and don't hesitate to contact us if you need anything at all. All right. Well, we're going to close out with just a little bit of worship and invite you to, to stand with us. We're going to take just a second to get things situated, and we just want to turn our focus and uh, glorify the Lord together.